0: Breakups are often the symptom of problems in a relationship. My workbook series, The Knowledge, is focused on helping you change your life in four key areas. Retaining the information that I teach, personal growth, improving your relationships, and of course, re-attracting your ex. Available now at AskCraig.net Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about No Contact Feels Unbearable.
1: I really can't think of much in human experience that's worse. Can you?
0: No, not really. Uh, maybe losing a child, would, that's probably right. the only thing I could yeah. think of.
1: Or a very close family member. Mm-hmm. Of course.
0: Um, I understand, Margaret understands how difficult no contact is and Margaret saw me go through it personally in my breakups and she's been there for several of them over the years and so she gets what it's like to see someone going through this day in in and day out. I would go see you two times a week And you saw how hard it was for me.
1: And you want to fix it for them, of course, just as fast as you can. You don't want anybody you know, you work with, you care about, you know, to feel like that. But there isn't anything you can do except support them in going through it. Absolutely. That's all you can do. So today
0: I wanted to read a quick email from somebody that said, Hi, Craig. Since I found your YouTube channel, it's really been helping me through a difficult breakup. Thank you. And they wrote three exclamation points. Good. I was hoping you and Margaret would talk about why no contact is so hard. The pain is absolutely unbearable. I find myself crying all the time, obsessively thinking about him. I can't eat. I've lost 10 pounds. I find myself replaying our relationship over and over again. Is this normal?
1: In the early stages, absolutely, and sometimes it comes back again in the later stages. So, yes, it's absolutely normal. Yeah,
0: I mean, I went through all of these symptoms and worse. I mean, I was having cold sweats waking up every night in yes. the, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, and I'd be on the toilet. Um, just, I would, my shirt would be soaked, my boxers would be you soaked. You
1: had a terrible time. I
0: did, I was very depressed and I scrutinized everything that I did wrong in the relationship, everything that I thought I did wrong, I just beat myself up.
1: And one of the things about beating yourself up, obviously there's something about beating yourself up that is somehow comforting, believe it or not. Because I, if I think of the amount of therapeutic time I spend on telling people not to beat themselves up, um, there absolutely has to be something in it. And I think if we can identify things we did wrong, mm-hmm. it makes us feel like at least we have some kind of a handle on why it happened. And how
0: we can control it. Right, exactly. Like I, I get a sense of control. Yes. If I figure out what I what did, I did wrong, wrong, now I can fix it. Yeah. I can work on this. Yeah. And that's true. And that's true. You know, you might not be able to get that um, opportunity right away... But in many cases, you will get another opportunity.
1: Yes. But we don't advise it as a tool to recover because beating yourself up can do you further damage. Okay? And chances are, you know, wonderful of you to be an adult and take responsibility for what was your fault. But nothing's going to be 100% your fault because another person is, after all, involved absolutely and you have to ask questions like was all of this my fault i'll take my share whatever it was but it probably wasn't all of it so try and keep your thinking uh, this is silly to say almost at least somewhat realistic but it's very hard in this stage it is it's it's very very difficult and it's hard to even think
0: straight i know i felt like i was just in a cloud right and my mind would be wandering back and forth all the time with all different scenarios and i couldn't focus on anything it was exhausting well, you
1: described it for which i was grateful because i never heard anybody else describe it as well as almost being in kind of a i'm not quite here state mm-hmm. i might be here physically but i'm not really focused here i'm not quite here i feel like i'm in some kind of a daze And, you know, sometimes a daze can be merciful and that's why we have it. Yeah. So, if you feel a little dazed sometimes, take it as Mother Mother Nature's way to give you a break. Don't fight it.
0: Now, one of the things that, you know, I think makes uh, going no contact so difficult is not knowing if that person will ever reach out again, okay? And, you know, there are a lot of different factors as to whether or not they will. Every situation is different and every breakup is different. different and I've yeah. said that hundreds of times. And you got to understand that's just the reality of it. And your situation is going to be very different from another person watching this video and the thousands of people that are going to watch this video. It's going to be very different. And so um, your behavior is going to have a huge impact on whether or not you got another opportunity. I talked to a guy today that got caught stalking his ex. I warn you guys about this. Don't do it. He got caught uh, driving 3 o'clock in the morning and the sister was outside with a flashlight, doing something, or maybe moving a car, and he, for some reason, shined a flashlight at the car to see. He didn't believe that his ex was there, that she was lying to him. And, of course, now the situation goes from bad to worse. And there was more to it. Yeah. He wound up going to her job. And he says that it was supposed to be her day off, but there was really no reason that he had to go to that particular store. Um, no. Right? There, you know what no. the store was. Yeah. I won't say what it was. But he, he could have went to a different type of that kind of store. It was probably an excuse, right? Right. So, the point is this. You know, we understand how difficult it is to leave your ex alone with their decision. But you've got to do it because if you don't, you're going to make your situation worse. They're going to get more angry at you and they're going to get more definitive in what they want.
1: Okay. Right?
0: Yep, I agree. Uh-huh. Now we know it's horrible. Somebody told me this week, it's horrible to do nothing. That's right. what they said. It's horrible this to do nothing. This is
1: an emergency. Everything in your human system like with post-traumatic stress, says we're in the middle of an emergency. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean we need to do nothing? That's crazy. Okay? But leaving your ex alone is not doing nothing.
0: No. It's strategic. It's not doing nothing. Right. It feels like you're doing nothing. And I suppose if you really want to look at it at a certain perspective, it's doing nothing. But... It's showing them that you're respecting their decision. You're not trying to manipulate them further and trying to control what they want and force what you want onto them. And that is doing something.
1: Yes, it certainly is. And it's a very powerful message. Mm -hmm. Um, So think of it as you're showing major respect and major restraint. Your partner has asked you for space and you have said, okay, if this is what you asked for.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you're probably feeling like, um, you know, I did all these things wrong. You have your list, whatever it may be, and you want to repair it, right? right. Yep. You want to repair it and you feel like you're not fighting for this person and your friends and your family are going to tell you, well, you got to do something. I talked to a woman on um, Monday. I ha- You have to do something. Her two guy friends said, you got to do something to let him know that you are interested in him. So what does she do? She texted him. She said, come over tonight. And you know what he did? He didn't reply. So she felt awful.
1: That's a pretty pretty clear message.
0: It was a very clear message. Don't ask
1: me, tell me, or go anywhere near it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have it.
0: And so she was embarrassed because she felt like I put it out there on a silver platter. And he didn't want it. And, you know, obviously there was a bunch of stuff going on um, that led up to that. But my point is that your friends are going to say, you got to do you gotta this. you got to do something. Yeah. Well, if you haven't heard me say it in a video, you probably don't want to do it. Because they're not experts in this.
1: Okay? They're Mark, well-meaning and they want you to be okay. Um, and lots of people will tell you, that's the complaint I've heard most recently. People will tell you to move on as if it's easy. And here you are heartbroken, feeling like you're still literally physically bleeding, mm-hmm. and people are saying, "Oh, just move on. There's nothing in that for you." Yeah. Well, at least say, "I'm sorry you feel so bad." That will, make, that will help a little, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, but it's not easy. it's terrible. But yep. also remember that the unconscious mind thinks that all relationships are forever. I don't know why that is, but it is true. And we are always offended. When our friend moves away or someone passes or any, any relationship that's interrupted is always an insult to us because there's part of us that thinks it doesn't and shouldn't happen. So, but it does.
0: And when your friends are telling you, oh, just move on, yeah. your unconscious doesn't understand that. Right?
1: That's exactly right. And somebody said to me today, if I hear one more time about all the fish in the sea, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and I gather that's the name of a website now too.
0: Oh yeah, plenty of yeah, fish. Plenty of fish. Yeah, exactly. For years,
1: people say, "Oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea." Oh man, well, I, I liked the fish I had. That'd I hear very some much. horror
0: stories about that website. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Be careful on that one, especially. Right. Um, so. You know, we understand that no contact may be the hardest thing you ever have to do. And day in and day out, it's a struggle. And that's why we're sitting here trying to encourage you to understand that we really believe it's the best option in most situations. Of course, um, every situation is different. So maybe you don't know you need to go no contact. I have had people where I said, I don't understand why you're ignoring this person. Uh, don't. W- there's no reason right, to right. do that. But, right. you know, when somebody ends your relationship and says they don't want to do it anymore, they're walking away, they're trying to yep. walk away from you and move on with their life, that's the point we feel like you, okay, you got to respect this gotta and let them go.
1: It, yeah. It's a and free country. They can be with anybody they want or don't want.
0: They're going to be a lot more likely to revisit it if you give them space and time to deal with that and and actually miss you
1: and they yes and I think it's always helpful when Craig explains that you have to give them time to miss you everybody's in shock around the breakup mm-hmm. and you're still sh- sorting your feelings out and so is the person who did the breaking up mm-hmm. but eventually they will revisit the issue that's right but let me just add another couple of things just as your unconscious thinks that all relationships are forever your unconscious is liable to tell you that how you feel in that no-contact period is also forever. No, it isn't. And you can tell yourself grief, and that's what it is, has a beginning and a middle and an end, okay? So it will end, even though it feels like it's going to be forever. You will feel better, and I think... You will. I read something not too long ago that said, at the outside you should feel at least some better in about 12 weeks. Yeah, not that we can put time frames on it, but just remember that it is finite it does have an end. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. You will get better in yes, time. You will. You will. And of course, you know, you're going to feel much better talking to me and Margaret. And one of the things that I didn't really understand that Margaret said to me a few years ago was just by signing up to do a coaching. <laughs> yep. Yeah. People are gonna feel better. You the feel anxiety better. goes away. And
1: Absolutely. I,
0: I had yeah. somebody tell me that last week. Did you? And I'm like, it's so good to hear that because you know I know what it's like to be on your end and feel hopeless, yeah. and that even just talking to me about it is gonna make you feel better. Because well,
1: you know, I am doing something. I yeah. do have a plan. Absolutely. And at least now I I know I only hold these emotions now for a week and a half. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you know when you do sign up for a coaching. Unless you absolutely have to have contact with your ex, I would say, leave it alone. Let me and Margaret talk to you about what to do before anything happens or anything goes, uh, you know, maybe gets worse.
1: And what feels to you, and I was reminded of that today, what feels to you like a reach out may feel to your partner like an intrusion. And you have to remember that. It's caring, you want them to be okay, you want the relationship to be okay, but it may not feel the same way to your partner as it would to you.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. For them, it's going to feel like intrusion and you are just continuing that's right. to push them. Even yeah. if they haven't heard from you from a, for a couple of weeks or whatever, it's still, at that point, it's frustrating them. It's pressure. Mm-hmm. Right? It feels. That's right. It feels, feels like, like pressure. pressure. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we understand it's very, very difficult to do. And one of the things that you want to mentally prepare yourself for is that when they eventually do reach out, the level of excitement that you're going to experience, you will probably your hands will probably shake, you will probably stare at your phone in disbelief, um, you will be like in a state of panic and anxiety-ridden. And if you're not careful, everything that you've learned can go, we'll go right, right, right out the out window. The window yeah. Yep. So you got to emotionally prepare yourself. So when they do reach out, put the phone down, leave it alone, give it some time and think about how you want to handle it. Of course, if you want to do a Skype with us and get in with us, you know, a lot of times there is about a week or so wait to get in with us. So you always want to, if you feel something is going to happen, get in with us sooner than later. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So we understand. No contact feels horrible. And if we could I've fix it, it, we would. And w- Yes, absolutely. But it will get better with time. So the best thing that you can do during this time is to focus on the personal growth. And better yourself. Show a new and improved version of yourself when the opportunity presents itself. And you're going to significantly improve your chances with re-attracting that person. And even if you don't get another chance with them, you're going to be so much better off for the rest of your life with all your romantic relationships.
1: absolutely.
0: Okay? So please understand that you can use no contact to better yourself and heal yourself. And
1: what's better than that? Not much. Right? Having a healthy partner, and that's what we wish for you.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, make sure you subscribe to the channel. That way you get a notification when the newest videos come out. When you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching or I do Skypes. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching.
1: And many of you have signed up and I'm just delighted
0: about that. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to sign up with her. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.